0: Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. This is your host on Talk Architecture Podcast, Naziati Muhammad Jacob, and in this podcast episode, I'd like to comment on the last podcast that we had been doing with Kevin Maklow commenting on some of the points that are pertinent to for us to indulge in further in being more critical about architecture and architects um, in general. So um, I would like firstly to thank everyone for supporting the Talk Architecture podcast. It's particularly the last few episodes that garnered a lot of downloads. Now going into this commentary that I'd like to have today, earlier on, In uh, part one of my interview with Kevin Matlow, he suggested that only 2% of those who went through architecture school will eventually be able to own a company or lead a company. And that what will be the other 98% be doing, but it doesn't mean that you have to be uh, a de- designer, architect, um, you know, doing stuff in that level of expectations to to be a leader, and true leaders can come up, come out from any other any other role in architecture industry. Uh, eventually, Kevin Marlowe would talk about you can be a really good the best project manager or the best design developer or the best site supervisor, whatever it may be. Um, And you can be a true leader in any, any role uh, that you take um, in your career. So, but I'd like to have the first comment of the day um, from these, podcast sessions with Kevin Motlow on stylistics, on copy and paste, on what is happening out there and how students of architecture are trained to follow that way of being that conceptual designer. It keep on bothering me or something that I subconsciously think a lot from how one student in the second year told me that she she's not sure she wants to be an architect and she's thinking about being a graphic designer now that is quite telling to me because coincidentally what kevin said about stylistic or styling architecture and you know and i know what graphic design is about yeah branding marketing and um, basically using communication, a form of communication, which is graphics and making money out of it. And that is bordering on, um, bordering on uh, being an artist, a graphic artist. So why does someone, a student who's at the age of 20, 21, 20 or 21 years old, who wanted to be an architect, and suddenly in the second year, think that through all her projects, she's not drawn to the tectonics. She is not. She is not accepting that an architect, uh, or somebody who's going to be an architect, is um, is uh, supposed to be doing construction, or supposed to be very well. Um, going on into construction or services or those two to do with the technical parts. Obviously, if you want to be a, the best project manager, you got to understand about time management. You got to understand about uh, what needs to be done first and then second and third and so on. If you're going to be um, something to do with construction, you need to, to have a process of how to construct things and knowing the different materials. And if you're going, you know, so, obviously, for her, she feels that that was too much of a burden. And why is it too much of a burden at second year? Now, there could be other things that are um, not making her convinced about what architecture is. Um, for me, as an educator, when I see students wanting to be an architect like what we know it, you know, someone who is more complete and not just doing graphics. Uh, Someone who's interested in architecture and all the things that architecture has to do. Someone who's interested in detailed design, aspects of architecture. It shows in the second year. It already shows in the second year that that student is interested to do part two or be an architect. Of course different people, different strokes and different ones. And it could be totally um, that they would um, fake it, you know, right after Master of Architecture, just doing stylistics because computer drawings or use of digital architecture is seducing. It can bluff you. It can tell a lie um, because the tutors would, also encourage students that the tutors can make mistakes if tutors or lecturers forget what an architect is and not just half an architect which is just doing design and doing beautiful drawings and bluffing it because you can bluff a lot now you know (coughs) details that you could just plonk it in your 1 is to 50 section 1 to 20 section from somewhere now it wasn't like before where you have to really work it out, you know, the sections and the detail in in plan. I always like to look at the plans because sometimes you know when you blow up the plan, it doesn't work and the student's not thinking about how the plan works. So I'd always like to look at plans and and the architect that I see, the potential architect, the one that is more technically um, t- um, who has understood technical um, and, lo- and a more logical way of doing things is in the plan and in the section as well. But now people can bluff the section as well, and in, and it's no use now in this day and time to just have a look and say, oh, it, it kind of work, but you know, it need to be tested more and more until it's more detailed, then you could actually evaluate that the student actually understood. What quality is there in terms of students of architecture in schools of architecture right now? What is permissible or being given a leeway by the academic? So at different stages, there's a certain amount of rigor that you need to do before you pass on to another stage, second year, third year, fourth year and fifth year, right? So what happens in the fifth year is what is interesting, because that is the pivotal point. point uh, four years before and four years after what happens, you know, what happened in fifth year is not that it's the ending of it all. Fifth year is a pivot to go to the next four years in being an architect. So when we look at architecture education, we don't look at five years, and then whatever happens, you know, part three will take care of itself, is because the whole attitude from the very beginning of being an architect, not half an architect, is being made, is being molded. And the, the academic or the lecturer has to be hands-on with this, has to really, um well, you know, take care of the, Um, the coaching aspects, the uh, persistence in getting the students to, to show again and again their understanding of the logical side of architecture, of the more technical side of architecture, of the detailed design. Now, that scares the hell out of students because in second year and third year, you have the bottom line. You have to produce this and that to graduate, especially in the third year. And then, then there is digital architecture. And digital architecture is something that you have to have processes of manual drawings, doing it manually before you go into digital architecture, which is a production drawing, actually. But often there is a, a situation in the design process where students delay the design and there's not, there's a lack of a massaging or lack of design development. Everybody recognizes it most um if you ask any academics this is not a debate this is something that we all agree you know i may have a different stance and somebody has a different stance you know in terms of different other things but this one we all agree the design development and the, you know how they get to one to get to the point where the the rigor or the you can say this is a end of third year and this is the work that that we are expecting end of third year. So in actual fact, we are bluffing ourselves because the, why we bluff ourselves, because we let things go out of hand before. And then, then we have all these drawings that we had to observe, um, grade or evaluate. And then we look at, oh my God, only half, a few of the students are actually doing the expectations that I want to. I'm talking from experience, by the way. In the second year, I thought second year, and then I look at the number of students, 50 students, and I can see, say, less than 10 students really provide the expectations that I wanted to happen at the end of second year. But of course, I won't fail the rest. Now, the problem, the decision of the university to fail the rest, just say you pass 10 people. And the rest of the forty or forty odd people will fail. That would be a big hue and cry because the faculty wouldn't allow it, <coughs> right? So, anyone here who's an academic, you would agree with me because at the end of the day, we you and I you and I would to talk together privately. We would agree with that point. But what we act upon, what we do, is that we pass most of the. Of the students and only the ones that's really, really bad we fail. Correct? So yeah. I had been in discussions before where I wanted to pass students because the because we accept graphics. Because the rest we accept graphics, why can't we accept graphics from that student we wanted to fail? And that student would probably feel hard done by because they did the graphics. Because it's all about graphic designing. <laughs> Not about architecture. Now, when you really come to it, have you as an academic really actually look at the student's work in terms of, um, in terms of architecture, not just graphic, right? So, so the thing is, we are all in collaboration, all in cahoots with this uh, audacity to pass students and to make the student believe that they can be an architect. That is the root of the problem. When we when we hear when, when I'm from my background, I hear what Kevin said, I understand it all. I understood it very well because it's a, sort of underlined what my concerns were. as a, a former lecturer. I'm no more in lecturing, uh, but uh, this is something. this, what I'm doing now with all these podcasts, is trying to put it out there so that those who are now in lecturing, would understand because it's not an easy debate. If I, were, if I were to even raise this issue in a department meeting, they will not address it. As, as a department, they will not address it because it is a bigger deal. Because the perception is so big a deal. The perceptions that we've got to pass all these 50 students or just one or two we've got to retain, but we know the quality is bad. The quality is up not to scratch, and the architecture students they are only um confident th- their confidence they can feel that something is up because I know I'm going back to refer to this particular student who said that she's gonna be she might consider being a graphic designer, okay, how she arrived at that I know how she arrived at that because when we the students when we give the students tutorials, we emphasize on, well, I myself would emphasize on planning and I would emphasize on um, on getting the plans right and getting uh, the tectonics right because that sense is what separate architects from other designers and the fact that you actually' going to build a building, you're going to have to do all these other things eventually. So your sense of understanding what a building is got to be done got to be behaved had by second year, because by end of second year, you can know whether this person ha- potentially can become an architect. That's how you know. And that was what we usually do previously. There was a certain time when, when, um, when we, we allow digital architecture to be uh, happening in the second year, students can start doing digital architecture. That, this is the problem. This is my reasoning. This is my debate, my argument to anyone out there that I challenge you to not do digital architecture, to accept digital architecture as submission drawing until the end of third year. Because you, you're lying to yourself as an educator and you know it that these students, if you give them early the choice to do digital architecture or to do it computer-aided drawing, many of them would dis- try to take the shortcut and uh, and use the tools, the digital tools, as if, uh, you know, not doing the plans, really, just doing the 3Ds and, and getting away with it. Because the reaction of the lectures would be, wow, that's great, you know, the rendering or whatever. And they could be good renderers. They'd be good graphic designers, for sure. But and you are saying you as an academy you're saying wow that's great yeah um, you're doing well whatever no you gotta say no you're not doing well because let me see your plan that is not there in your section the common plan, your plan it isn't tally and because you're designing through your 3d modeling or your sketchup you're not designing from plan section elevation the traditional way of actually knowing how to build logically tectonically a building. You are lying to the students and the students will eventually, when they get to fourth year, fifth year, they will be lying to themselves again and again because they don't have the basics. And then when they go to the construction industry, oh my God, they are not able to take the work because they're lost. They're not able to converse with the civil engineers because they don't have a sense of technicality. So, yes, maybe they learn one or two th- tricks up the sleeves, but we haven't given them all that is needed to be ready to be the whole architect and not half the architect. So, that's why I just want to have this commentary done to explain for the what Kevin Martlow meant, because we were pushing Kevin Martlow to talk precisely and concisely, but uh, not going deeper into each aspect. So I hope that this commentary helps for everyone to understand with about that issue of the whole architect. What does it mean? And half the architect and what does it, and I'm explaining, explaining it from an educator point of view. I've had a lot of years on education. I understand exactly what that means trying to rectify that in the fifth year but of course I was given a chance to go to the second year and I saw that problem again and I'm giving the example of this particular student telling me a student that is good in English that can read a lot the best example of someone who could have could read a lot like what Kevin says okay someone is good in English yeah one and someone who likes to read book, love books, but we didn't treat her right. We didn't give her the right clues. We didn't give her the right advice. And she said to me, I think I want to be a graphic designer. Now, isn't that evidence enough for you? Right? So put two and two together and then you will see that this discussion is pertinent, this discussion is relevant, this discussion is real in light of the things that we are observing, in light of the things that we are seeing through the work of students of architecture. May it be in the degree, part one, or may it be in part two, uh, architecture studies. So whether we... Uh, if you are a school of architecture educator and that is your agenda, they they want they are to be graphic artists. Then you have done wrong. You know the agenda is for <laughs> them to be graphic artists. Then it's wrong, and you're not doing a good service for the architecture industry. If you are an educator, you have a different perception than me, but you would have done you would have said it differently. Fine, because this is how I would say it. So, um, yeah, we're all in it together. We're all responsible for what's happening to the architecture industry. So thank you very much for listening to this commentary on what has been discussed earlier with regard to our interview with Kevin Mountlow, specifically on what is a whole architect and what is a half architect. Thank you very much.